guys, and welcome back to Double Trouble. This is Tess. Double Trouble! This is Chloe. I had no idea she was going to do that, guys. I, I didn't I apologize. I did not either. Um, I, just... <laughs> I apologize for that. It's um, time to... Double Trouble style! <laughs> That's funny. That was really fucking bad. I'm sorry. Um. Anyways, hi. How are we all doing, friends? Hello. What are we up to this week? How we how we living? What's hanging? What's popping, homie? How you living? <laughs> What's popping? Brand new whip just hopped in. What are the I, I got options? How was your week been? How was your it's fucking Monday? I had a really busy past week and weekend. I got Thursday and Friday off on um, the Thursday and Friday before Easter. Praise so Jesus. I got good Friday off, which I knew I was going to have off. And then my boss decided to give us Thursday off too, which I was like, hey, okay. So I had a long weekend, which is really nice. And I got a lot of stuff done and had a good time. How about you? Yeah, we're moving into, I don't, I don't fucking, rem- I, dude, I gotta start writing, I'm gonna just start writing that shit down, like Milan. What did I do, diary? Like, I'm just gonna write that shit on my arms. What did I do this week, diary? <laughs> so, I know on Saturday, Alistair and I did some things for moving into our new place. We are gonna be renting a house. Basically, we just did some moving stuff, so... We went to the house. They had us fill out a form that was like, what's wrong with the shit? And we notated a bunch of shit because mm-hmm. we were very much like, oh, you're the landlord? Pay for the broken shit I want. Like, literally every time you rent, we like, it's like front to back, everything has a note. Because I'm not, I'm like, it's scratched. Really? Dude, I'm not fucking letting them charge me for shit that's, no, that's already true. broken, yeah, that's dude. True. Yeah, like one of the cabinets wouldn't close all the way, and we're like, cabinet doesn't fucking close all the way. Like, I'm not gonna let you charge cabinet me. Cabinet broke, no clothes. <laughs> cabinet machine broke. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, that's what I was thinking of. Dude, literally. Literally, though. So I'm like, I'm not gonna let you fucking charge me. Like, you're already a fucking landlord. You know? Cabinet machine so, broke. So, cabinet machine do be broke. <laughs> yeah, but so, like, I was just like, absolutely, I'm not gonna pay for that. No, way. absolutely not. Yeah, so, and then on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We did nails with our mother. Yes, we got our nails. Hello, love. Hi, bro. And then we had dinner with our grandma. And Tess and I got some starbs. God, Saturday sucked for us. We did not pass the vibe check. Bro, Saturday was the worst. I started tearing up in the car. That shit hurted. Mm-hmm. That shit was dis- disrespectful. But that's what we did. Also, I want to give out a shout-out to my coworker Ambry. Bro. Shout-out to the pair. I love pears. <laughs> I'll be eating pears and shit now. <laughs> I love cheesecake in the, in the nighttime. nighttime. So, <laughs> shout out to my coworker Ambry though, because I literally sent her a photo of us that we have on our Double Trouble Pod Instagram. Uh, Double.trouble.pod, ladies and gents. I'm oh going to plug that for you right now. She plugged it. So, she fucking, I sent her that picture of us because she wants to know what we look like because we're tens. Uh-huh. She listened to multiple episodes, dude. Aww, dude, it was so, I literally teared up. She was like, good job on your first episode. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, you have to do it, man. I'm a fucking queen shit. So, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I love you! So, I love you! I love that video. I love you too! Okay! <laughs> But that was it that we did this weekend. (laughs) You know, it was a very busy weekend, and I'm just like, you know, let's get into it. Um, I mean, straight up, we were hanging around, and let's talk about another form of hanging around. Oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> Sorry. Something is the dumbest transitions. And Those honestly, are that one was pretty good. That fucked, fucked That you, one man. was good. The rest Those, of them are usually bad, and I cut fucking... them out so you guys don't hear them. And what we're talking about today, the reason why Chloe made a joke about hanging around, is because we're talking about the botched execution of Eva Dugan today. The reason why it's a true crime case is because of the botched execution, which I'll tell you how it was botched when we get towards the end of it. But obviously she had committed a crime to have been executed, so I will go into that as well to let you guys know what the background was of this execution. But the reason why I found this case is because I looked up basically like Arizona cases. Newsflash, this is a case of Arizona. She's historical. Yeah. Well, she do be doing historical shit. She's yeah, be and, and we'll see why. So the reason why I found this is because I looked up true crime ca- cases with kind of a twist in Arizona, and this popped up, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, I really oh, gotta, shit. I got to do this one. This one Oh, wild. my God. So I do want to let you guys know this is going to be a mini episode. It's just a quick little story of Eva Dugan. So let's get into it. Very little is known about Eva's past or her childhood or her background family life before this true crime case happened, before yeah. she like committed her crime. I mean, that makes sense. And that's old. Yeah, that's fair because she was born in 1878 and... Um, oh, they've got Washington's whole fucking life! Who's <laughs> on crack today? Um, Apparently. Usually it's me that's on crack, but we're kinda, we kind of switch sides. <laughs> switch it up! So, she was born in 1878, and she wounds up in Juneau, Alaska, after she moved up north during the Klondike Gold Rush. And during this time, she obviously had a family, and she was a cabaret singer. Some stories say that she was actually a prostitute, and maybe cabaret singer is kind of the PG version of, Bruh. you know, of that um, in, the, in the history. Yeah, I mean, maybe she was. Maybe Bad she, bitch. Yeah, exactly. So, maybe she was. So again, not too much known. What is known is that in January of 1927, she was in her early 50s and she moves to Pima County, Arizona, specifically around the Tucson area. Ooh. And she takes up a job for an elderly chicken rancher, Andrew J. Mathis, as his housekeeper. Now, some of the uh, research that I was looking into said that Mathis was kind of demanding, he was cranky, and he was cheap. And this may have caused Mathis and Eva to butt heads and get into kind of like quarrels or little fights. And she only worked there for about two months before he fired her. I mean, he sounds like a white man, so... I mean, again, I only saw that in one source that maybe he was kind of cheap. I believe it. But, yeah, I would believe it. Like, I wouldn't go past it, but she's also a horrible person, too, so... I'm not really going to say that she wasn't causing half of those fights either. At one point, Mathis even accused Eva of trying to poison him during her uh, employment there. So he fires her, and there's this story of apparently one of his friends was actually in the room when he fired her, and he told her to basically pack up her things and don't come back. Oof. A couple weeks go by, and the neighbors of Mathis realize (laughs) that he hasn't been around, and a couple of his possessions are gone as well. The group of neighbors are going to report him missing. And suspiciously, the neighbors had become aware of something going awry because Mathis's belongings were being put up for sale by Eva. <gasps> no! <laughs> and like I said, they weren't really believing this. Mathis was a cheap guy. If anything, he wouldn't have given his belongings to a housekeeper that was only with him for like two months at most. 
So that was kind of suspicious. She's kind of going around to his neighbors asking if they want to buy anything. And then she ends up disappearing as well. Eva! Get the so, fuck out of here! So, like, I wonder what happened. Dude, she said, I'm a cabaret singer. I ain't known for my brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said, I ain't no housekeeper. Fuck you. So, Pima County Sheriff Jim McDonald is going to start investigating the disappearance. And they come upon the house and they find a couple of the possessions missing. Specifically... Mathis's Dodge Coupe automobile and a cash box was missing. But otherwise, the house was kind of in order. Nothing really seemed too out of place. One other thing that was kind of weird was that a charred ear trumpet, which an ear trumpet is something that people used to hold up to their ears to be able to hear clearly so that the sound waves would be directed into their ear. It's like an old-timey, oh like, God. hearing aid. It's like if you put you know a what funnel I mean? to like, your ear. It's basically, that's what it Shut is. Shut the fuck That's hilarious. So you might see it in movies or something sometime about, like, the, you know, back in Waters the 1800s or the 1900s. It, like a fucking funnel in his it ear. It was basically, yeah, it's basically a little device that you would hold up to your ear, and, like, if you were hard of hearing in one ear or something, like, you could, like, lean in and people Dude. could speak into it. It's basically them, a funnel for the sound waves. Not them literally having, like, monocles. Can you imagine if you had a monocle and a funnel yeah you have to like you're both, just like you're using both hands at the same time like, like hey, one for your monocle hey. and one for... <laughs> so they found it charred in a fireplace but they didn't find anything else nothing else kind of seemed awry but this is unlikely for him to go missing this is yeah. his home he's elderly yeah he doesn't from what i'm understand don't go and take trips on the random so he's not and, and his housekeeper and his housekeeper is missing as well so foul play was immediately suspected mm-hmm. McDonald is going to begin the work of tracing Eva down and getting some background information on her. He also sends out some missing person notices, which describes both her and Mathis to police agencies all over the country as well. Looking into Eva's background, the police discover that she has a father in California and a daughter in White Plains, New York neither of which had seen her for several years, so they weren't much help either. And a background check also revealed that Eva had been married five times and that her husbands had all mysteriously disappeared. I didn't really look into that aspect of it, so that could be maybe a, you know, a second part of this case. Call that bitch an Avenger, because she do be a black widow. As we kind of move past that. Tess will be moving along. She hates my transitions. So, they end up finding out that the Dodge Coupe was sold by Eva, for $600 in Kansas City, Missouri, and she passed herself off as Mrs. Andrew Mathis. She actually told the salesman that she needed the money for her husband's surgery as well, so you can kind of just imagine that sob story that she might have used to pawn off the automobile on the salesperson. So that's while they're looking for her, but again, during this time, it's kind of hard to track down people because it's the early 1900s, and they don't have the technology that we do now. When McDonald finally discovers her, she's living in White Plains, New York. Um, not sure if she's living with her daughter or if she's just living around the area because her daughter's there. And she was working at a hospital. And the way that she was traced there was that some postal authorities were alerted to be on the lookout for any... What? Which one of these fucking postal workers is a snitch? <laughs> I'm pissed. I'm what? fucking pissed. When you're told by the police to look out for correspondences from these people, I'm y'all, pretty sure... Y'all hear something? Yo, these people don't have anything else to do in the day. I am legally blind. Well, they, maybe there was a reward. St- okay, you're right. Yeah, maybe there was a reward. I'm so, legally blind until they got money. <laughs> so, she was traced there when some postal workers basically were alerted by the authorities that she might be sending cards to her father or her um, yeah. daughter. Mm-hmm. And she was sending a card to her father. Uh, so she was 
She was arrested for auto theft, actually. They didn't have any proof that she had killed Mathis yet because they hadn't even found Mathis's body yet. So she's extradited back to Arizona to face those auto theft charges Mm -hmm. on March 4th, 1927. So she's going to await trial in prison for that auto theft. Yeah. However, while she's awaiting trial, nine months later, a tourist is camping overnight around the Mathis Ranch, Mm. and he uncovers a shallow grave while trying to set a tent post down. The decomposing body that was found in that shallow grave was identified as Andrew J. Mathis. Damn it. Dugan was then tried for murder in a short trial based mostly on circumstantial evidence. They didn't really have any tangible evidence. They didn't. Besides the auto theft and maybe some witnesses to... The firing and yeah. people being sold Mathis's possessions. Like, there like, wasn't a lot of evidence. So, there was no fingerprints. And the only thing that Eva would admit to was that she and Mathis had quarreled and that they had fought. And yeah. that's why she was fired, basically. So, it ends up being proved to the jury's satisfaction, because they convicted her, uh-huh. that Dugan had murdered Mathis with an axe. <gasps> She Velisca comes- Axe Murders Who? Velisca Axe Murders Part 2. Ooh, nice. Nice, nice. Sorry about that. What were you saying? So she comes up with the story. Eventually, she has to kind of fold to the fact that he is dead. They found him dead. And she starts to blame the murder on someone named Jack, who was supposed to be a teenage boy who was, in fact, never found. So this man's did not exist. There's a lot of white men named Jack. I don't think this guy exists. You know what? Let me go back in the past and fucking be her lawyer. I'll pop this shit the fuck off. Every man in this... Raise your hand if your name is Jack. Like, ten people raise their hands. Dude, I would literally be like, oh, a jury of her peers? Why are they all white men? Why are they all named Jack? <laughs> so, <laughs> raise your hand if you know a Jack. Raise right. your hand if you are the Jack you know. <laughs> they all raise <laughs> Stop. That's funny. So... She blames the whole murder situation on this guy named Jack. She alleged that she had met him outside of a local restaurant. Weird. The two started a conversation, and Eva had supposedly told him that he could get a job on Mathis's ranch. Doing what? I am not sure. But he's a housemaid. I think just being like a ranch hand. So Jack apparently went directly to the ranch, and he was employed on the spot, quote unquote. However, her story was that Jack didn't have the skills that he said he did. And one example was that apparently Jack failed to milk a cow as he'd been directed. And Mathis complained, if you can't milk a cow, what the hell are you good for? This is when Mathis struck Jack. (gasps) And the young man quickly recovered from the blow and ends up hitting Mathis, who falls to the ground and doesn't get back up. This is Eva's story. I don't believe this for a goddamn second. It's pretty detailed. I like it. No, but if they find an axe wound, like, hmm, I wonder where the axe wound came from. Like, well, that doesn't mean he didn't chop him up. Anyways. He said sashimi. So Eva is going to insist that she and Jack had tried to unsuccessfully revive Mathis. And she also claims that she wanted to go for help, but that Jack told her, if basically, if she didn't help him, that he was going to blame the whole thing on her. <gasps> so they disposed of the body is what she says and that's it that she doesn't really say where he goes afterwards so again who is this jack person doesn't give a last name like no he's not real apparently letters signed by a jack later (sighs) come from mexico confessing to the crime but there's no explanation of how these arrived there's no return address so it looks like eva arranged for these to be sent basically i would be in mexico too if i killed a man (laughs) 
And they also had no effect on the jury's deliberations. They weren't buying this for a goddamn second. Dude, I fucking love Eva, though. She's like... She's a crafty bitch. She's the... Oh. She'd have a great Pinterest board. Crafty ass bitch. Oh, I was like... (laughs) I think of Etsy as more crafty. So, after a very short trial, Eva was found guilty of murder in the first degree and sentenced to hang, which was the method of execution at the time. Oh, you mean she just gets to chill? <laughs> I just, just looked at me like I'm... <laughs> I honestly think Chloe's gonna ask real questions, so it takes my brain a second to process the stupid <laughs> ass jokes. That hey, she I makes. have asked real questions, I feel like. Oh my. <laughs> that one took it out of me, bro. I think I just lost a brain cell. <laughs> I gotta recoup. What do you mean she's gonna fucking chill? That's bullshit. <laughs> she gets to hang out. <laughs> so it's gonna take a couple years for her to actually get to the execution, which is very fast back then because nowadays it takes like what, like twenty years for people to get executed. Yeah, I mean, but this to be on death row, completely different. Yeah, well, this, I mean, I more, they, more people are getting... Did they appeals back then? Like, yeah. that thing? Okay, yeah. I'm like, I so, really... um, so she actually, I'm going to get into that. So during the two years, she was filing multiple appeals. Uh, that's, and it did, so that's why it took a little bit longer. Yeah. And she actually had supporters who kind of worked with her to have her sentence commuted <gasps> by the governor. Bad bitch. She gave interviews to the press for a dollar each, and... Yeah. Oh, my and God. And sold embroidered handkerchiefs she knitted while she was in prison to pay for her own coffin. When Me. she Vibe check. Because apparently you get buried in the prison graveyard. Like, if you don't have anywhere else. If you can't afford uh, to pay for it or something like that. That's fucked And she up. didn't have really, like, she, so she had her dad and she had her daughter, but I don't think they really, they weren't really a prominent part of her life. So, she did actually ask her dad for $50. Is um, Leah to help pay for it? Is the prison still around? Like, is that? I'm not sure which prison it was. It's... Oh my god, we should look into that. A prison cemetery, though? Ooh, Could be spooky spooks. vibe check. It's yeah. in Arizona. So, she didn't end up being buried in the prison cemetery. Um, but we still gotta go. She also made for her hanging a silk beaded jazz dress, but later she relented to wearing a cheap dress because she was worried that her silk dress might get must. And that was a very good point of her to do because it, it would have. She actually remained pretty upbeat throughout this these, this two-year period while she was awaiting on death row, so much that Time Magazine called her Cheerful Eva in a March 3rd, 1930 story about her execution. I'm sorry, that's fucking iconic. She really went out as a bad bitch. I just have to say, like, it's fucking... She was kind of like a bad, like a, a quirky bitch, at least. Honestly, like... She knew I, what she wanted. Do I feel bad that she killed a bunch of men? <sighs> that's really a stretch for me on the empathy meter there, buckaroo. So, February 21st, 1930, she had exhausted all her avenues of appeal, one of them being which she appealed for clemency on the grounds of mental illness, but she was denied. Um, they were like, bitch, you ain't mentally ill. You um, just she was crazy. cheerful in prison, so I mean, like, that could be a thing, you know? know? Maybe she just had a very bold personality, I don't know. Me too. So, the day before the hanging, there's rumors swirling around, basically, the prison grapevine that she was planning to actually kill herself before the hanging, Ugh, um, that she was going to cheat the death of, you know, the prison and do it her own way. So, basically, it was going around. The rumors were that she was going to cheat the gallows. With the aid of some friends, she would commit suicide. So, a search was done in her bunk, and there was a hidden bottle of raw ammonia. 
with a skull and crossbones on the front. <laughs> and another search turned up three razor blades in the collar of her dress as well. So this, I don't know what she was planning, but it was a little... Who's, Snitches get fucking... Who the fuck? I don't know. I guess it was just the rumors going around and someone ended up hearing it. I'm pissed. So... They, obviously, they took that stuff away from her, and her last night spent at the jail was actually spent playing cards and stuff with her friends. So. Iconic. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I still love her. Yeah. So, she was taken to the gallows at 5 a.m. the next day on the morning of February 21st, 1930. So, she was actually the first woman to be executed by the state of Arizona, and she was the last person to be executed by hanging. So... She was also the first execution in Arizona history in which women were allowed to be witnesses. Uh, so there was about 60 witnesses, I want to say. So aside from Dugan, there was five other women in the death chamber as well. She walked up to the gallows, head held high. She told the guards not to grip her so tight because she didn't want to. She didn't want to seem like she was afraid of the gallows. Oh my God! Love and her. she also, when asked if she had any final words, she shook her head no. Okay, but can we talk about, like, a 5 a.m. murder time? Just let me sleep in. Yeah, I know. They'd be like, they'd be like, got any last words? I'd be like, what? So, death by hanging background. Basically, this is how it's supposed to go. So, in England, the year 1874, there was a new era of execution technique brought up by a hangman, actually, named William Marwood. And he realized that breaking the felon's spinal column would bring death faster than the current method, which would basically just slowly strangle people to death. No! So the first method of hanging was actually to cut off air and not to break the spine. No! So people would just hang and oh choke to death. Oh my fucking god. Yeah. So it wasn't as humane as it could have been. And that was basically happening because there was a method of one length of rope fits all. Basically, everyone was given the same length of rope. If it broke your neck, cool. If it didn't, you would basically sit there and strangle for however no. long it takes, a couple minutes, whatever. Oh, yeah. my fucking God. So to alleviate... Just shoot them. <laughs> so to alleviate the victim's suffering, it would be necessary to actually vary the distance that he or she drops. And based on their age, weight, physical development, and other similar factors you can calculate the length of rope that needs to be given to this person to make it so that their ne- neck, like, snaps, as, as opposed to them just being strangled. No, just shoot people. Like, what the... F- Pretty sure uh, hanging is more humane, by as no, determined by the government. No, I, don't know. I fucking... Dude, the government's got me fucked up. They're like, lethal execution. They're like, lethal injection? Oh, uh, yeah, let's give you a cocktail of fucking meds that we don't know if they actually work. I mean, they put you and to then sleep then and then you die, so... Supposedly. People uh, have had bad reactions. Well, of course. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're killing like, people. You it's not going to be a good thing, bro. Bro, dude, fucking at least be humane Don't do about something it, to get the death penalty. Hey! I support the death penalty, too. That's wrong got, science. You don't got to be mean to people when they're dying. Fuck them. So, at 5.11, the trap was sprung, basically. And, unfortunately, at the end of the drop, the rope snaps back up and nothing is hanging on it. So, it turns out that the snap of the rope actually decapitated Eva. Let's, I mean, do you think she was capping? Because I think she was actually No cap, she was decapitated. No, she was decapping in that mm-hmm. bitch, for mm-hmm. sure. For sure. So, keep it 100. I hate to, I hate to think of what these witnesses went through, but basically witnesses. You know what would be funny is if the head, like, popped up like a yo-yo? Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's so, it didn't stick because, whoo. 
So <gasps> gravity. Exactly. So witnesses are gonna see Eva's torso sprawled at the bottom of the pit. Oh my god. And her yeah, and her head was lying some distance away. There's a story that it rolled to stop at the feet of the spectators. I think that's just dramatic. But dude, that shit would happen during the uh, guillotines. Yeah. Dude. Oh so, my god. So her heart was still beating and it's spurted basically blood everywhere oh, love that she said out with a bang mm-hmm. so it was a good show. thing she didn't wear her jazz dress that's all i'm saying oh my god mm-hmm. do you think they buried her in it yes Ooh. that's yes they did <gasps> oh my gosh yeah. i love that so she originally was gonna make it for the hanging but then she got some advice that no it would probably mess it up so she decided to wear a cheap dress for the hanging and then be buried in her jazz dress so this is gonna cause five of the witnesses, two of them women, to faint, and then the rest are gonna be like screaming bloody murder, like running away. Like you know it what? Was just I just want to say though, they're like, "Hey, you're invited to the first hanging woman," and then more men faint. I was just imagining like, like all of a sudden the head rolls to the feet of the spectators, and they're like, "Oh!" Like hand to the forehead, like white men. So it turns out that Eva had been given too long of a rope. It basically regard had not been given to her physical condition and a subsequent examination revealed that she had something called a flabby neck i swear to god this was in the research quote unquote flabby neck i hate men and i don't know i guess they didn't take that into account i don't know how you even fucking measure that that's why the head was severed because the drop was too long and it was like too much like basically it was too much force on her body oh my god so however good news if you're worried about the humane aspect of this the severance of her head would have been so rapid that eva wouldn't have suffered really at all good that's my girl (laughs) there was an immediate horrified widespread demand that a more humane means of execution such as the new gas chamber be substituted oh, for the unreliable no, not gallows. Not Hitlering people. And that's what I was thinking too. I heard gas chamber and I was like, oh, immediate no, negative connotation. No. <sighs> the gallows is going to be replaced by the gas chamber in Arizona in 1934. I'm not having it. And Dugan has the distinction of being both the only woman and the last person to be executed by hanging in the Grand Canyon State. That's fucked up. I don't like this. Why? Thumbs down. Why? They killed my bitch like this. You're I'm pissed. You're so weird. No, I love her. I love her. First weird. of all, she's got the same name as the robot from Wally, which is fantastic. And secondly, they fucking they hurt my girl like this. Mm. Fist. Mm. Fist. So if we want to try and look into Eva killing her husbands, it looks like it's hard because most of the stories that are pulling up are the botched execution. Yeah, no, there's probably not, I mean, like... If, Which is, again, why I couldn't find so much on this, because the only reason that she was famous was because of the botched execution. She's probably, honestly, she's probably a black widow. I would, I you know, I don't think you would kill someone, you know, that easily and kill again. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I'm sure it happened, like, I don't know, a couple, uh, one or other times, but I, it's something we would have to look into. I'm sure she, yeah, no. Uh, like, not that I don't think murder is wrong, but I'm sorry. This bitch is iconic. Stop it. She is. So that is going to be the story of the last hanging execution in, in Arizona, at least. Yes. And uh, that's that's the case. It was a short but sweet case. Not for Eva, but it was short and sweet. Ah, she's pretty chill. No, she too. Let's hanging out. So, as we mentioned earlier, we'll get back to you in the future. Next episode is going to be spooky for you. Spooks to spook. I've been watching so much Ghost Adventures, it's not even really? fucking... F- yes. That's hilarious. I am trash. But anyways, next episode is going to be a spooky. Make sure to follow us to keep updated. Instagram is double.trouble.pod. 
Send us a tweet over at Double Trouble TC on the Twitters. Yes, and go ahead and send us an email as well. If you do have any requests, at DoubleTroublePod at gmail.com. Honestly, we're more often on Twitter and Instagram, so I would suggest hitting us up there. But besides that, we're going to let you go. But as per usual, stay out of trouble. But if you don't, keep it double.